Hi again, everyone. Welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast, episode number 60. As Anthony and I will take you along through the what's going on in the world and what we're thinking about as uh, we have some uh, time to discuss here on a Saturday, or actually Sunday afternoon. Sunday already, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's The weekend just flies by. I should know. Uh, I got I to gotta tell you, uh, let me start off this. Uh, as I mentioned a few, I don't know, a month or so ago, I decided to uh, add teams to my, my favorite list. Yeah. And uh, one of them is uh, Liverpool, right? You know, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, that's a five-hour time difference. And I'm getting used to these time differences. This, this is crazy. <laughs> um, so I was on Facebook uh, the other day and up pops because I have, I, I don't know, because Liverpool thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, the casual pint in Bourbon mm-hmm. was open at 9 a.m. today for Liverpool game. Really? Yes. So I decided to go. Here I am sitting at a at a pub at 9 a.m. drinking a beer, watching soccer. What the hell's wrong with me? What the hell's gotten into you? <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, hey, um, I guess I want to be a hooligan. I don't know. Did they win? Uh, it, it ended up a, a scoreless tie. Ended a scoreless tie. Well, Ties like uh, kissing your sister, but the brother in law Yeah, yeah, you know. I just I I don't know. It is what it is. I can't yeah. I can't explain <laughs> it. I think it's the midlife crisis, you know, a little late. I don't <laughs> <The> know. Midnight- <laughs> <laughs> but I did have penguin beer at nine AM. So that's there you go. Good. There you go. Yeah. So uh yeah, I gotta keep it all in town and that's right. You know, and uh cheer on the uh the Gwens even when we're not you know, on the field, but again, we are, we're on the court right now. So yeah. uh, they're playing well, you know, uh, the, it was a nice streak, six games. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, you knocked off a lot of teams that had already beaten you once this year. So to come back, I think the main thing we saw is they protected home court. And once they started to get a little momentum, uh, the town, like you and I have talked about, if you get a winner in there, they're going to show up. Right. The crowd, uh, what was it, a week ago when they beat UIC, uh, they really showed up. So uh, the Lady Gwens had a tough one Friday, looked to bounce back today in a couple hours. The men, they're, like we talked about, they're going through that gauntlet of Northern Kentucky and Wright State, and unfortunately, uh, Quisenberry goes down Friday night, and the men fought. They fought tough in a game – where your best player gone down a couple years ago, they would have gotten beat by 20 or 25, and they will lose by six or seven. You know, yesterday, just everything fell for Wright State and nothing fell for us. But like we talked about, it's not about wins and losses right now. We, we want to win. But retention going into next year is the major thing. And, uh, you know, you want to win. You want to surprise people in the conference tournament. But – Retention, I think, today is your number one goal going into the off season. Oh, Not to rush the off season, but right. No, I mean to, we're we're knocking on the door tournaments. Yep. Uh, the NCAA is a little late this year. Yeah. Uh, yes, until St. Patrick's Day weekend is the selection Sunday, so mm-hmm. it is definitely later than normal. Um, not too much. I mean, it's they kind of pushed it back the last few years, but it just yeah. seems later. Uh, 
Matter of fact, we're coming up on our uh, third anniversary here on yeah. Radio MVP. Uh, to pass that along, uh, it was uh, March 15th. So, Anthony, you have to uh, make sure in the next uh, couple weeks that you uh, block some time away for we can uh, get on and uh, do our third anniversary Absolutely, show. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing how fast this time is uh, flown by. I remember when we first started throwing ideas at a board, basically hoping something would stick and, you know, just sitting there at the gas station, just BSing. And here we are 60 episodes later and a couple thousand listeners. Um, and I know we picked up a couple of this week of people at work uh, to when they started listening. Um, so just a big thanks to everybody who's tuned in and supported us as we keep going and hopefully growing on this uh, journey. We've seen a lot of growth. And uh, some doors open up uh, with our broadcast team. And uh, we feel those partnerships are only getting stronger as the years go on. And speaking of which, uh, I don't want to jump the gun here. So let's just say we may have an announcement about uh, both high school and semi-professional football uh, coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, about what all of us can be involved in again this year. So should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm still in the mm -hmm. basketball season. Yeah. I know we're kind of going, jumping all around, but everybody who listens to this podcast knows we already do that. Yep. We are, we're unscripted, and uh, we like to uh, enjoy just the conversation of what's going on. So much to talk about, really, but uh, I want to talk about Newcastle real quickly mm -hmm. here. They are in the WPIL playoffs. And uh, they won their first round match, or actually, they got a first round bye. They won their first game uh, on a Saturday night, actually Saturday afternoon, believe it or not. They played at noon uh, hmm. over in North Allegheny, and uh, they won there, and they have now advanced to the second uh, round for them. And if they win this uh, coming Wednesday night, they will be... At the peak for the uh, Defender three-time championship. We'll see if they can do it. Um, it's going to be interesting. This team has uh, kind of been an underdog all year and overachieved. So when they're missing parts, it's a different team than it normally has been. And mm -hmm. in the first game of the of the WPIL, they uh, had to make some adjustments. And, and those adjustments of uh, missing some players and uh, different roles for a lot of players, they had two freshmen start. Wow. And uh, they usually come off the bench, uh, the super freshmen, as we like to call them. Mm -hmm. But they uh, they started the game. They did well. And a few others seen action that you probably would never expect at this time of the year. So it's going to be interesting to see how they – what goes – what transpires from this point on. It's going to be really interesting. And, uh, again, if you have a chance, take a listen to our – uh, Running with the Canes podcast, you'll get all the information there about what's going on with them. Just posted one last night. That's the last regular season uh, episode, and, and uh, we're hoping to uh, be able to do the playoffs and uh, still trying to work all that out. So, But the uh, you want to learn about some great high school basketball program, and Ralph Blundo you know, is just phenomenal. Uh, what a coach. What a uh, – job they done over the years over there and i'm just so excited to be associated with them because they do such a first class job everything they do and it is really cool to be involved with the program 
uh, just on the outside and uh, and be the voice of it and talk about each week about what they do. And uh, if you get a chance, if you want to listen to the game, it would be Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Uh, on the Internet, it is on Trib Live. That is Trib, H-S-S-N dot TribLive.com. And just click on the broadcast link. There it'll drop down and just look at the, uh, there'll probably be about uh, multiple listings of different games going on. Just click on the Newcastle game and you will be listening live to that game. And all the games are archived too. So you can listen that way too. So it should be uh, for those out there who want to uh, find out more about Newcastle. Phenomenal job. I don't remember his overall record right now at Newcastle, but his numbers, I believe, Around 215 wins and 31 losses in his That's nine incredible. years. It is. It's as, absolutely as insanity. Of, considering it's high school or uh, basketball, basketball yeah. and the year, you know, you don't, you don't know what you're going to get year to year. Uh, that's a testament to the program he's built there from the middle school on up to freshman JV and all through the varsity. Um, you know, like you said, for them to miss a couple key guys to plug in freshmen in February when it's winter go home. And I think they won by double digits, right? Yeah. That, that's incredible. It's, you know, you just want to survive in advance is the old cliche. And uh, you're giving freshmen major minutes in a tournament game. Boy, if I'm, if I'm Newcastle's opponents the next couple of years, uh, I'm like, oh, boy. They reloaded. Hey. You know, they have a program. It goes it goes down to the grade school level, and mm -hmm. they work it away up, and uh, it is a uh, it's an impressive thing to watch. And that's how you build a high school program. Yeah, yep. You don't build it with freshmen, meaning, no. you know, once you reach the high school level, you build it at the 6th, 7th, 8th grade level. And then hopefully you're, they're teaching the same type of system, and when they come up, they're ready to evolve and get more into the system and more into – uh, what you know the next level of basketball and they mm -hmm. continue to grow and that's how it's done in any sport at the high school level and i mean yes sometimes you can have a talented group of uh young men or women who uh come up as one class or two classes in a row for some smaller uh schools and you can dominate because you just have great athletes but if you want to build a program where you have sustained success it, it, you have to start them, you know, at the fifth, sixth, seventh grade level and just, you know, have them play, teach them the game. And those who will rise to the next level will continue to grow and get better. It, it's, it sounds simple, but it's not done often. No, no, it's just a credit uh, to the program that he's built there. And like you said, it doesn't start once the freshman get to high school. It starts the seventh and eighth grade level. Um, and it works way on up. It's a tedious process and the programs around us and in Western Pennsylvania that year in and year out have success. The Polands, um, the Newcastles, you know, yeah. those kind of schools, uh, the Canfield girls, the Howland girls, um, the Bourbon girls for many years, yeah, the Bourbon yeah. girls for years. Um, and now the Bourbon boys, about. you know, they just, it, it builds and you look at, you know, the seventh and eighth graders, you know, they come in and to those programs already winners. It, they won their 
little tournaments they've been or they've gone on the theater and had one loss. So they know how to win. They know the system. It's just now taken to another level with essentially a Hall of Fame caliber coach in Western Pennsylvania. Oh, no, no question about it. You know, Anthony, let's take it to the next level here. Mm -hmm. I know we started off talking about the Penguins just kind of by yep. accident, but uh, I got to get your thoughts on the Duke-Carolina game. I know you're a huge Duke man. And just the thoughts of uh, Zion Williamson and what happened there and your overall thought about the one-and-done scenario that goes on in college basketball for the last what 15 years yeah 15 years uh first only speaking of one and done uh i i don't like it i think you should be able to go to the nba right out of high school um i equate it to when you and i were leaving high school we could go straight to the workforce couldn't we we didn't have yeah. to go to college now that's you know uh people will say well it hurts the nba game and it hurts you know Right now, the one and done, I think, just hurts the college game. because It's tough getting the, the cohesiveness and the chemistry. And, you, and one and done's fairly don't win. It, the last one and done team to really win was, you know, Duke in 2015 and Kentucky a couple years before that. But you look at the champions since then in Villanova, twice, Carolina. Uh, most of those teams have been – veteran-laden teams. Um, I think it's a matter of time before they change it. I understand the NBA, the one and done, you're going to have more kids coming into the NBA that, frankly, aren't ready. So I think the development of the, what is it, the G League or the D League now, whatever it is, you know, that has to develop a little bit more. And I do think with Adam Silver in charge of the NBA, if the one-and-done rule, which I do believe will be changed back to 18, I do think the G League will take a step up and be like a minor leagues, so to speak. Um, you know, as far as Zion Williamson goes, it's no secret he is the best player in college basketball. Uh, from what I've seen, like people watch the NFL. I watch wall-to-wall -wall college basketball from November to April. Uh, probably I try to get 10, 15 games in a week. Um, yeah, the players I've seen in person and I've seen on TV, he's the best. Um, now as far as the blown out shoe goes and all that, look, I know Nike stock has dropped. I know that that's on Zion Williamson and Duke. That's not on Nike at all. Uh, Nike supplies them with shoes throughout the year, multiple times. So for a person who jumps so vigorously, his jump cuts are just they're powerful. They're not like any other players' jumps or cuts in the lane. Um, and he slipped a lot this year. He's that that seems to be right right at the free throw line where he makes that jump cut to go to the middle of the lane. Seems to be where he slips often. You know, yeah, you got to change your shoes. Um, but then again, it's just comfort. If if you're comfortable, why do you want to break in new shoes now? And you know, some people are finicky about shoes. Um, going into the game, I expected Carolina to route. I thought Carolina was the better team going in. Uh, the way they shoot the ball is incredible. And and they're more experienced. Um, 
you know, frankly, it was only a matter of time before Luke May got going. And Luke May for Carolina has had really good games this year against his rivals. Um, Carolina's on an upward trajectory. And just a way to shoot the ball. And I think we saw a freshman-laden team in Duke when Zion went down, got knocked back, and was like, oh. When he had the eye injury against Florida State, you knew he'd be back the next game. It wasn't, oh, is that career ending? Is that is he done for the season with us? You know, this guy that's trained with us and spent time with us, and they talk about the brotherhood. Now, he's been with you since June or July. And a freak accident like that going down, I'm like, oh, I hope that's not an ACL or MCL. Because it looked a lot more serious than what it was. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are going back and forth. Should he play? Should he sit? Should Duke sit him just to sit him? Uh, it's You commit to a school to play the game of basketball. You commit because you love the game. And you... You go with R.J. Barrett, who they've known each other for quite a few years, going back to the AAU ranks and the international competitions. Um, I can see both sides. If he doesn't return or if he does want to return, he he seems to have a genuine care and enthusiasm about the college game. He loves everything. He He loves playing basketball. But then again... You can't fault a kid if he sits back and goes, I dodged a career injury there. Yeah. I got lucky. This you know? is going to happen sooner or later. Oh, uh, it, it's already it has happen. happened. Yeah. It's happened in college football. Yeah. Well, you know? just in general in, in the NBA, it's going to happen. You're going to have, you yeah. know, here's the thing. The one and done was put instituted because college basketball at the time was afraid yeah well uh, you know what they didn't make adjustments anytime nope. a industry needs to make adjustments they made a very harsh reality thinking that if we have the stars even for one year we're gonna have a better product and yep. more eyes on the game and i'm not in that philosophy i'm not, I'm not in either. that, uh, in I'm that not store either. you know my my belief is either. that if even if you never had a Zion Williams play for Duke and others that will turn pros this year after one season, what did you what did you gain? I mean, yes, I'm not saying we didn't he didn't get national exposure, mm -hmm. you know, at this level. And yeah, he may have a Lords of London insurance policy for three or four million dollars yep. or whatever it may be. And but the truth of the matter is he's not getting paid. This is no. a this is a guy, you know, this is something I've learned. And I, when I was younger, I didn't give it, you know, I, didn't, I just didn't care. You didn't honest, care yeah. It's not my money. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, uh, as you mentioned earlier, it's your earning potential. And yep. an athlete has a slim number of years. Sometimes. Yeah. You don't you know, have, you go on 10, for, sometimes years. you go on for a very long term career mm -hmm. in professional sports and you can make lots and lots and lots of money. Uh, sometimes you're Billy Sims, uh, yeah. who comes in and, you know, dominates his first year and then gets injured. And, you know, within three, four years, you're out of the game. And there's many players in any sports. And I just used that name that came on top of my head. Uh, you know, another the, name that 
Go ahead. Another name that comes to mind is Sam Bowie. Yeah. You know, he was and taking... just Exactly. And that and there's so many of those stories. But my point is if you can make if you can make the NBA better, I think in the end, let the kids who want to go right to the NBA go. Yep. And in the process, you'll improve the college game because now you're going to have an opportunity for programs to build, build. programs exactly. instead of one year it, teams. Exactly. And in the process, I think you're going to see a better pro uh, product. It may take a few years for that product to show mm -hmm. its show its uh, strength, but when you can build a product and you're going out and you're recruiting, and you know you may find a a player who wants to be involved. Oh wow! I just get light flickering with all yeah. the wind outside. So uh, I don't know about you. I just had it here. So yeah, I uh, saw it over your place. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just have to maybe wrap this up a little quicker. But uh, my whole point is, I think the NBA can will be a better product sooner with better players, faster, and give the give the uh, the teams that opportunity to make the move for those players and judgments and live in. Uh, the consequences of uh, yays or nays, if it, it works. And in the same vein, I think the colleges and, you know, that would be good for across the board. Uh, uh, I think uh, schools, you know, that the small schools like Youngstown State and Mac schools mm -hmm. and others that have to build a four-year program, will be on par with the uh, with the larger schools. Not saying that you're going to get the same athletes. The best athletes are still going to go to the largest schools. Yeah. It's just the way it works. However, uh, you can be the butler again. Uh, they, you can be that's a great point, uh, the Kevin. Gonzaga. You can be the team that, that truly the builds BC a program. Uses, yep. mm -hmm. You can build that the, program and compete. The, 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 uh, yeah. You know, the one-year super teams that Kentucky has had and uh, Duke – has now you know gotten into and other schools. I don't blame the schools. This is no, how they make. This is how they make their win. money. Yeah. This is you know this is their thing. But, but the truth of them is, um, other than when they get introduced at the at the next level from Duke, from Ohio State, yeah. from you know Kentucky UCLA, whatever yep. the K may be, they're not. Ninety nine percent of them went to one semester. Yeah, yeah, they don't, and that's it. And and I don't blame this the young man who says no, I'm not going back, or or I don't have to go back, or yeah, you know, if you an injury and you end up going back to school because the school will pay for it and you take advantage of it, good for you because you want to be there. But the truth of the matter is, it's not the same as it was years ago where uh, you put three four years in and it was a true quote unquote hardship that made you leave, which was a joke too. But yeah, that was just the way to get around. Uh, legal things back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, it's just time. It's just time to protect the player and protect the assets that that person has instead of taking advantage of them. And I think in the end, the college game will improve because there'll be better teams and you'll be building uh, uh, classes, not just super teams for a one-year run. That's and it. that's just how, the way I see it. That's a really good point, Tim. Uh, when you look back, say, a decade ago, um, when the one-and-done rule, you know, you still had, as a fan of college basketball, and you and you have these three- and four-year guys, it makes you fall in love with the team even more. You know, because you see them evolve freshman year, and you see them build. 
that's why, to me, as a Duke fan going on 20-something years now, the 2010 title team was probably my favorite team to watch outside of the Reddick teams because that's a team that came in, and they lost in the first round and went 22-11. and 11. But they stuck together. They grew together. And they weren't really expected to, to do much in the tournament. You know, they got no. stumped by Villanova the year before that. They were a one seed going in, but you didn't picture them as, you know, you look at them, they, they can make a run, but you didn't look at them as a team that, yeah, they can cut down the nets. Um, yeah, I mean, Duke has always made the, the runs in the, in the tournaments over the years. But, yeah, there have been lesser teams from Duke who have made runs to the Final Fours oh, and, yeah. and, and had an opportunity to win championships. And that's what makes the tournament fun. Yeah, uh, and in the last I would say seven eight years we haven't had that because no. of the super teams and no. uh, there's been a few teams like when the Butlers made their run and that was what six VCU. seven eight years ago now yeah, yeah and, Butler back to back and VCU yeah and right and you know those made the tournament more interesting and and fun but that's just the underdog that's why you're rooting for them. Uh, you know, it's been a long time since like a seventh and eighth seed team has really made a big run, and that's because of the super teams. And I get it, and I know that's yeah. The, the last, the money involved makes it happen. So, it I is think the last eight situation, seed, the last VCU, I believe, was an eleven seed to make the final four right. a couple of years ago. But uh, Kentucky, now uh, granted, it's Kentucky, right? UConn was a seven seed when they won. I think it was uh, UConn was a seven seed and Kentucky was an eight seed when they. But those yeah. are Kentucky and UConn. That's Kentucky. Right, and UConn. right, right. You and know, you know, Butler, you when they played Duke was. Well, I believe it. Kansas back in the Danny Manning age was a seventh yeah. or eight seed. Yeah. So you know, uh, there's many when they knocked off Georgetown. Were they a nine seed? Yeah, they were. They were deep. You know, NC so. State and uh, Derek Wittenberg, when they knocked off Houston and Slam and Jamma, they were like a four or five seed, four or five or six seed, yeah. So, um, I mean, which is still a, a, a you know a top twenty team when you when you do this, you know, oh, when you look yeah. at it. Oh yeah, I mean, it's not a, a, a you know a top forty team like when Butler was, uh, you know, made their run and stuff. And the second time Butler made the run, they were a top two team. You know, yeah, they were one of the top teams and, all year long. So you know and you know, Gonzaga's had their runs and, and so forth. So it's just, to me, a better product and uh, more fun to watch. I have a trivia question for you. Yeah, go ahead. When Butler went to the national title game in 2010 and lost to Duke, thank God Gordon Hayward missed that shot. Who was Butler's last loss that year? Was it Youngstown? Yes, it was Youngstown State. Last place, Youngstown State at the Beagley Center. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, th I remember that. Yeah. yeah. It was Youngstown. Yeah. 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 That was a, uh, a neat little factoid that I remember. Yeah. Hey, you know, that's what makes college basketball fun. Yeah, it, exactly. It's, uh, it's amazing when you're on the winning side of those kind of games. And it stinks when you're on the Lehigh and the Mercer and the VCU and that's what makes I, basketball unique when it goes down to the last second to the buzzer and anything overtime, those type of things. It's, it's as breathtaking. It's fun. No, I, uh, this to me, uh, you know, me to this, this to me, we've talked about, it. I'm so sick and tired of people saying, 
There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. This is a dead time for sports. Bullshit. Well, this is probably the best time for sports. You got college basketball heating up. You got the new Alliance Football League you can talk about here and there. Uh, the NFL free agency kicks off right around when March Madness kicks off. Um, and baseball season is well, is starting and golf is getting into a swing of things. So I've talked about it many times. There's a lot of lazy radio out there. And if you're listening to sports talk radio, chances are you've listened to some of that lazy radio. Where Damn, they just complain, and, it was and yeah, when they just complain, <laughs> there's nothing going on, or they don't care about this or that, mm-hmm. and they won't bring anybody on to talk with them from a different era or yep. a different sport, and uh, there's so many things you could talk to about. It's just mm-hmm. you, you just have to have a team that's willing to put the groundwork in. And, and you can learn about something that you're not really familiar. Years ago, when Sports Talk was young and back, you know, if you weren't a boxing fan, you would still find someone to talk to about boxing because it was important because those were big things. Today, it's the UFC. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really watch it. I've watched it a few times. And, uh, you know, I've seen some of the bigger fights at times when uh, a group of us got together to watch it. I'm not a huge UFC fan doesn't mean it's not exciting it doesn't mean that there's people that don't want to learn about it or hear about it talk about it get them on your damn show talk about it exactly you don't have to be every day but when something's coming up get somebody on who's an expert talk about it learn about it grow your interest in it you don't have to be a super fan to say oh but uh you know just learn about it you know that's like me with soccer i'm not a super fan i'm learning about it Mm-hmm. I'm understanding it more than I did before. Does that mean I'm a big fan of it? No, it's probably my least favorite, but it doesn't mean I can't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Can't you can't have fun with it? You can't you know uh, learn something new. You know it doesn't bother me. You know and you know hey maybe someday and I'm not saying it'll happen, but uh, there might be a need for me to broadcast the game. You know yeah. that's a personal thing for me, but I'm not saying it's going to happen or I'm pursuing it. Things happen. People get sick. You know, emergencies happen, yep. uh, and uh, people need fill-ins and stuff like that. It happens, you know. And as a fan, why not just go sit at a pub and uh, spend an hour and a half with people who care about the game, and they're going to talk about it, and you're going to learn a little bit more. Because uh, it's tough to do it by yourself in front of a TV screening and, and give interest into it. So when the big matches come up, uh, you know, like the World Cup and stuff, go to a group, enjoy it, have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, to me, uh, something I've learned. And it's it's much more enjoyable. And I recommend it highly. You know, put yourself out there. Learn something different. You know, uh, you know, one thing about the trip live thing, and I've only done basketball, basically, for them, you know, through the radio station that's an affiliate. But they cover uh, all the sports oh, at the good, high school yeah. level. They cover... The diving and the wrestling. And yeah, they do a really good name, job. Yeah, uh, they do swimming and job. It's they do cheer. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, competitions. It's it's really uh, a phenomenal thing that they do, and you, you learn you know this. And you know my partner James Donson. He's he's done the cheer competition uh, for the for the last like four or five years, and he's like, I know nothing about this. I, I, I know just asked about no. This. And he, he, he literally did what I talked about. He found somebody who 
you know, who was a coach and this and that and learned about certain things for he can talk about it. He had notes in front of him, you know, something I hate doing, but you know, sometimes you mm -hmm. have to, yep. uh, uh, for, you know, what you're talking about and you sound somewhat knowledgeable and you can understand what's going on. And, and that's, that's the key. Uh, real quick here. Uh, spring training began yesterday yeah. in a sense with the first game. Uh, what's the countdown to your, your, uh, launch to, uh, Arizona. Launch is less than two weeks, 13 days. It was uh, two weeks yesterday. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing that spring training is already here, isn't it? I yeah. mean, that, you know, it, it, uh, it it's quite amazing. Now, the season's moved up almost a week from last year. It's starting in March. I'm not going to complain because I don't yeah, have to sit in it. Yeah, it's just a calendar thing there. Yeah, but yeah. Think, it's, you know. You, you know, it's uh, 13 days now is the – uh, the countdown. Uh, so we're excited. I know I'm busting at the scenes. It's a week off from work and you know, it's baseball for a week while I'm getting paid. So it's, Hey, no, that's, you know, that's but, a wonderful uh, thing. It's going to be really exciting for this year. I know you and I've talked about it off the air and on the air. This is going to be exciting spring training for the Indians. Uh, like Rick Manning talked about yesterday, going in, you the last couple of years, you knew your guys were going to be there day in and day out in the rotation, the lineup, and the bullpen. And this year, it's going to be about the young guys. And to me, as a baseball fan, that's exciting. Seeing yeah. the, the young guys you got, uh, seeing the guys you brought in. I, I thought Ryan Flaherty looked really good yesterday. He's got to be the guy to um, hold at shortstop till Lindor gets back. Uh, Naquin looked, looked good yesterday, came back healthy. Um, Adam Plutko. I uh, took a nice start yesterday to hopefully, you know, he's going to have to help his team uh, sooner or later at some point this year with injuries oh, yeah. or a you know, start or a bullpen or, exactly. you know, you know, so I, you know, like I told somebody yesterday, they, they said, Oh, do you guys win? I said, it doesn't matter if we win. I said, it's baseball's back. I, they, they could beat 25, nothing today. And it's still going to feel awesome to have baseball back. All right. You know, real quick, yeah. uh, it is, it's back. It is fun. Uh, the Indians made a move late last night, signing yeah. Henry Ramirez to a, a contract. And he's 35 years old, probably pot past his prime. But can mm -hmm. he help this team? It's possible. I mean, he, he has to make this team. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, he can play some first base. He may not be the best first baseman he could play. You're not going to have, you know, like you mentioned, Lindor to begin the season. So he's a bat to add. Yep, exactly. And uh, we'll see how it happens. Uh you know how they choose to use him if they choose, if he makes the team. I just thought it was an interesting signing, and uh, yeah, it's a low risk, know, high reward signing. It, it is. Yeah. They've done it in the past, and they've had success with it so, with yeah, outfielders you know, and DH and first basemen. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's you know going into the season with Lindor being uh, uncertain if he's going to be there. I uh, it's a nice bat to potentially have as a DH. Exactly. You know, so uh, like you said, the Indians have done in the past. They've had success. It's a low-risk, high-reward signing. If he makes a team and helps you out, great. If not, well, you didn't lose much. No. You know? I mean, that's that's so, what spring training is about, proving yourself, your, your existence, and, and you know, going forward. And the truth of the matter is, you know, he was released last year from Boston in May. It yep. could happen if he makes the Indians in a, and it doesn't work out and it's – May 15th, they may do the exact same thing. It could be just the opposite where he's yeah. actually, 
you know, making the difference for your ball club and helping you win ball games. And uh, as a veteran, late signing in, uh, you know, in February, I like it. I think I like it, it was a uh, it was a nice move. Uh, hopefully, they'll find someone in the outfield to do the same thing with. You know, last year was Cabrera. Uh, this year it's Hanley Ramirez, and we'll see. Go, we'll, we'll go from there. I uh, I think there might be another move or two still to be oh, made, I I, and I uh, we'll just have to wait to see. You know who uh, who bites at the uh, the low level uh, fruit. I the uh, Indians will be hanging out. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't rule out Melky Cabrera coming back. The Pirates outfield is. Uh, it's a log jam there um, with Chisholm and Polanco and Marte and Dickerson. And, you know, so you got four or five guys there. Uh, where does Cabrera fit in? That's a nice uh, pinch hit bat off the bench if the Pirates want to go that route. Um, but if he's released, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Indians give him a call. So, it's possible. I agree. You know, it's it, possible. It's only March 20th. It's, it's not even it's March. February 24th. Yeah, it's only February 24th. Uh, long way to go. I do think, like you said, I agree 100%. Um, the Indians are not done yet. They'll add a couple pieces here and there. And who knows? Uh, we saw a couple years ago in 2016, uh, the four or five guys they broke camp with in the bullpen, all of them were gone. And we had a whole yeah. new bullpen, you know. So we could have a whole new outfield going in. We don't know. Uh, Jonas Martin is going to start in center field today. He's going to lead off. Uh, that's amazing to see. That's great to see after the life-threatening uh, illness he battled last year after he came out with the Indians in, you know, a couple of games, batted 300. Uh, it's just great to see him back and healthy again and playing baseball because last year you didn't know if he was ever going to walk again. Um, so uh, kudos to the Cleveland Clinic. Uh, kudos to him uh, for being a fighter, and it's exciting to have him back. We'll see what goes on. I mean, the Indians outfield will be the story of spring training, mm -hmm. and it'll be a story of baseball going forward because they just don't have proven production from any position out there yet this year, and we'll see how it develops mm -hmm. and what changes and what what things that happens. I mean, yep. that's where they're at, and that's you know the path they chose. I'm just glad the pitching's in stack. When I, I when, like, I I told everybody, you know, my whole theory is. Is if I can hold you under three runs a game, then I'm going to have a chance. And yep. you're going to say, how are you going to score your three runs? They'll score three runs. I mean, there's it, enough we, talent think, in this lineup. Yeah, there's talent enough. It just you got to take advantage of opportunities. And uh, I think, again, I'll say it again over and over again. Uh, we have the best manager in baseball. Maybe the other second best manager in baseball just announced his retirement, retirement. in Bruce Boshi. And, uh, you know, and I'll go from there. I know there's yeah. a lot of young guys in, in, in the game who are, who are have the chance to become great managers, and, and I think they can be. However, uh, I'll, I'll right take now, my chances I, with Tito Francona and, yeah. you know, and go forward from there. All right. Before we leave, I got to do my AFLW moment. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've been watching it. I uh, broke down this past week. Couldn't take it. I uh, picked up the, <laughs> the uh, AFL watch again for the season. So, uh all I got to say is fun to watch. And uh, the North Melbourne Kangaroos are a expansion team, and they may not lose. They're really? that good. Oh, my God. They're phenomenal. And by the way, if you want to watch some uh, some AFL, go just download the AFLW uh, app 
and you can catch it uh, on delay that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, talk about the time differences. I was watching it last night. It started at 12.45 a.m., and uh, I, I didn't make the whole way, but <laughs> I, the whole I got way. the first half. I'm, I got the first half in, but it is. It's fun, and if you're a football fan, you're going to see excellent textbook-type tackling. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal, and I know when we're talking about you know women's game. It's still, I mean, yep. the game is the same, and uh, it it has it's fast paced. It, it's it's kind of frantic, and I love it. And uh, they have some problems with their the league itself made a stupid decision. Uh, there's only ten teams in the league for the for the women's uh, division, right? Mm-hmm. So they split them up into two conferences. Of five, and only playing eight games instead of extending the season to ten that and having each of them play. Yeah, it was. And right now, you have uh, basically the three best teams in one division: in uh, North Melbourne, Adelaide, and Fremantle. And one of them is not going to make the playoffs. While two lesser teams from uh, Conference B will playoffs. make the playoffs. Yep. Exactly. Well, they and, got some. Uh, yeah. we, yeah, they may, you know, oh, my God. I tell you what they need to do is instead of saying uh, they need to do it baseball style. And uh, meaning instead of saying you finish second, you get into the playoffs, do it wild card. Yep. The three best records after the division winners yep. make it and then reseed it that way. Yep. And have your two division teams. And then if someone's not in the same division, just play it off. Yep. But that's what they need to do. That's the only way to fix it. It's it's bad. Because um, I think, matter of fact, this entire uh, Conference A may have a better record than Conference B. And right now, that's the way it looks. If you did it as one one standing, yep. Conference A above Conference B is how they'll, they'll end up. So It's going to shake up, yep. Uh, it's, it's it's bad. But, so they got a lot uh, of it's a great game. It's a great game. We're going to get to it and uh, – uh, I look forward to uh, having Gemma back on here shortly. She'll straighten me out about all my <laughs> mistakes. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, I'm I'm banking on that because yep. uh, I still don't know the game, but it's fun to watch. I tell you what, if there's a frantic game out there that has skill involved, and uh, there's no question in my mind, if I was coaching this game and I have no idea what I would be doing, I'd be looking <laughs> for the fastest people I could find. <laughs> I'm serious. I want speed up and down, and I want them to be able to get out in spaces and kick the ball. There you go. And and, uh, and they have to be able to catch it. If they can't catch it, it's, it makes it really much harder. But uh, yep. it's 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 a frantic game. It's fun. And uh, check it out on YouTube. Check it out on the AFLW app. And uh, I'm going to continue to talk about it as we get forward here. But we're halfway through the season. It's only eight weeks long in the regular <laughs> season. Long. Oh, it's a blink in an eye, it's going to be over. Yep. And uh, and then the uh, the men's uh, thing. They had uh, something called AFLX going on, which basically is uh, Australian football on a soccer size field instead of a a uh, regular size field, which mm-hmm. is about three times as large. Yeah. Uh, on an oval, this is on a on a soccer field, so yeah. it's it's a rectangle. Yep. Uh, different. Not bad, not great. Uh, kind of reminded me of a All Star game. Did it? Like the yeah, um, eh, yeah, you know, could be better. 
It could be worse. I guess there's something to do when they don't during the off season, but boy, it seems like uh, it's a it's a big big splash for a very little return. But I don't know. I don't know nothing. Yeah, I just enjoy. It. <laughs> I don't know. All nothing. right, hey Anthony, we're gonna talk again uh, yep. next week, uh, hopefully soon. Yep. Uh, just remind everybody check out our webpage radiomvp.com. Uh, all our podcasts there are archived in, the, and you can find us on just about anywhere you download. Uh, podcast. So please take a go of that. I want to shout out to uh, Jim Craven. Why I got this moment uh, for Western Reserve Digital Radio. Uh, they've been playing our uh, podcast throughout the seasons or throughout the year, especially the uh, the football stuff that we did yep. uh, this past year or the, the scoreboard show and the uh, running with the Canes. So I want to thank him for his support and uh, continued growth radio MVP. And uh, also, uh, by the way, if you uh, like uh, music and footy, there's a great app out there called Play On, and uh, I recommend it highly. Play On Music or Play On Live, Play On Radio. That's what it's called, Play On Radio. So check that one out, too. Uh, some great music along the way, too. So uh, if you want to hear something different, mm -hmm. uh, so maybe some genre you never listened to, uh, check that out, too. So, All right, Anthony. Until the next time we speak, you have a great week. Thank you as well. All right, for Anthony Campbell, I'm Tim and Foreman. We'll talk to you soon. This was RadioMVP.com.